0: Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast. And this is your boy Rodney Perry King himself. And you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast on humans simply being humans. And today is a cool one. It's a special one. It's a solo episode. And I know you guys enjoy talking and listening or well, listening to me for, you know, twenty, thirty minutes of your time, just to get your mind going. But I got something that's interesting. I got a conver I got a I guess a a bit of research to kind of give to you and a perspective to present that I believe will keep your mind going, refresh your minds in this in this week and truly, truly, truly have you think past where you thought thus far. Mm. Let's say I've done an episode Several it Had to be You know Several weeks ago About council culture Council culture Is something that is ext- Like the fact that it has a name Says enough Right The fact that it has a name Says enough But for some reason I was inspired by that topic because I felt like it was something deeper happening. And I feel like after a series of events that have occurred since that episode to now that I had to, I had to, I had to, and that was several months ago. Um, when I came out with that episode, um, And I feel like we need to revisit this, but revisit the very thing that's causing so much in so much different energy. Because I want to talk about the artist specifically. Now, when you talk about the people who are not artists and we'll get more about that later for folks who are politicians, folks who are public figures who have served, served some type of role to the people, whatever it is. There, 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 it's no art there. There's nothing to connect with. Cut it off. Condemn them. Put them in under the jail. Do whatever you got to do. There's no reason that a person. There's no reason that a person who came out with a few albums and a few good songs should be condemned almost worse than a person who is worn blackface and holds some public office, has sexually assaulted women and holds the highest public office in the land. But more about that later. I was inspired. And I was when I was doing research on this very topic, I came across an article in Vox titled. What we what do we do when the art we love was created by a monster written by Constance Grady of Vox? And it is exactly what I needed exactly what i needed you know what i'm saying she wrote this in october 11th to 2018 and it's perfect she uses the analogy of well, she uses the uh common um example of her love for the movie edward scissorhands and she said she accompanies this with information about how johnny depp had allegations from his ex-wife of domestic abuse she loves Edward Scissorhands, but can but she was immediately reacted to this, these allegations and felt that she had to let this love that she has for this work of art go. She had to let it go, and I think this is something that we've seen so much lately. She's seen it so much with people who, when it comes to the R. Kelly case, we've seen it so much when it comes to now the resurfacing of the case of the pedophile case of Michael Jackson. We've seen it when it came to the case of Bill Cosby. But let's really break it down and think about why that is. I'm going to try my best to be the most objective in this episode and really just present perspective. Because for a while, I think I was battling with this and could not figure out, you know, what how to make sense of certain things. And what I've gotten to. What I've truly gotten to is that there is. That morality, what's good and bad, honestly, is so far from being objective. We do not share the same definition of what's good and what's bad. And there is an age old, a very age old approach, an age old debate that it just doesn't make sense. And I think we utilize and where it comes in is because bias is everywhere that's designated to a specific thing, because if it's objective, then it's essentially a morality. Like morality wouldn't morality the good. And there would be no purpose for the good and bad if there wasn't some sense of objectivity, subjectivity within it. You know, you can Google these things and redo research about just Google subjective morality and you'll get all these different things and debates about. Why morality can't be objective. We all can't share the exact same thing of what we think to be good and what we think to be bad. We see this all the time with the world. We see this all the time with people. And we pick and choose how we make those things make sense. When it comes to, you know. When it comes to living in a certain community, the things that would be considered bad aren't bad to you, but they're bad to someone else smoking weed may be bad to some lawmakers and certain people who just don't believe that this is something that should be consumed but you don't see it as something that should ever even that should ever even be something to even worry about it shouldn't even be a debate of discussion and i think that's a vital part i think it's a vital part about how morality really is set up how it really works and so I'll give you some of the things that I've kind of came up with and kind of have made sense of all of this on my own. All right. Y'all let me know what y'all think. All right. To go back to the certain examples of people who I think have been the three black men who have and what you'll find interesting is that in all of my research, a lot of these things were men who done these things, who were, you know, accused of doing some heinous thing, who were just so happened to been artists or creatives. And I think, you know, that's by no stretch of imagination. I think men have, especially in American um, history, have dominated You know industries and kind of shut out women to do certain things or haven't amplified women in any way. So if there is, and like for all the men who sit here gonna say like, well, you know, all men ain't bad. You know, niggas ain't the only ones who do bad things and whatever, whatever. When you are when there is majority old white dudes who control and who are the most famous at doing everything or the first who've done everything, quote unquote, um, this is what you're gonna have. They're gonna be most of the bad apples. It is what it is. But I digress. So the three men that I wanted to briefly speak on were the ones that you've been hearing so much about in the recent years and I, and honestly recently in the past few months. Um you have R. Kelly, who's indicted, you have Michael Jackson, who is deceased, and you have Bill Cosby, who is incarcerated. Extremely interesting positions for all these men to be in, obviously. But let's break down the pros and cons, right? Just to keep keep it all fresh and objective, right? The pros for R. Kelly: the music, his influence, and the memories that people have—individual the memories they have either from the music or con- things connected to his music and influence. The negatives. Molestation, child pornography, abuse and sociopathic behaviors. I put that one in myself, but this is what he's essentially being, quote unquote, accused of. And also somewhat indicted on. Um, Then you have Michael Jackson, who is deceased, who has music as well. Extreme, extreme influence. And a legacy that is literally touched by so many different people and involved so many different individuals. And of course your own personal memories connect to um, the music, the icon himself, the inspiration that he probably was on you, all of those different things, the negatives, pedophilia, social awkwardness that makes it Believable For some people And almost this kind of Very strange misunderstanding I would like to think those things are negatives Instead of neutral Then you have Bill Cosby Who is, incar- who is currently incarcerated who was known for TV and film Amazing amazing influence on the world And of course the memories that you have him being accused of rape, and I believe probably indicted on the very same notion, at least he was indicted on drugging, I believe, and coercion. Um I'm so country, coercion. Co coercion, coercion. I can't get it right. I can't get it out. But I think it's interesting, and this is this is what I present. This is my main premise to it all. And and like truly, truly open your minds up to me and then we can kind of break certain things down. We are all extremely complex creatures that come with more than um, one extreme. The question and when it comes to separating the artist and art truly is a personal choice. And one I have to come to see as forever gray. And it cannot always hold up in terms of celebrities and, you know, usually haven't shown any consistency as a community because we surely haven't shown that consistency as a community. Um, This question to support or not to support. There shouldn't ever be an absolute stance because your bias will catch up with you. It will. It will. Because if it's your fave, we make exceptions. When we seen seen this very, very thing happening with R. Kelly, for instance. R. Kelly's documentary came out, Surviving R. Kelly, produced by Dream Hampton and involving several people who were, you know, culturally involved with it throughout the decades, as well as the victims themselves, um, victims and accusers themselves. And I think what's interesting about that is that there were so many names that were coming up. Within the within the realm of black Twitter and just socially throughout, people were talking about other people who were involved, people who did similar things, people who did these things that seemed like a lot of grooming type of behavior. Folks like Jay-Z, folks like, you know, there was folks like Jay-Z and all these other, you know, powerful figures. Jay-Z was one where I felt like it was interesting that this did not continue within the conversation. It quickly was introduced and then it quickly died and went away. Then we see with Michael Jackson, when it comes to this documentary, one thing that I had to see and kind of catch my own bias on when when it came to this documentary, I was not against watching it. I may have been against, uh, the creation of it. I might've had opinions about the ethics of why to create this thing. And also judging the motives of those individuals who created it, but I still wanted to watch it. Then I thought to myself, I also think unethically, uh, I th- I'll have an unethical um, viewpoint of the Green Book. I do not believe that it's something that should have been made. I believe that as a whole, it probably will go down in history. It's probably one of the best stories that isn't true um, based off a true story. <laughs> um, and just the, the all the drama and controversy that went around, it was hard for me to separate the two. And so I chose not to support and I still have yet to see the film. But I remember a, a tweet of mine kind of going, um, you know, I would say quasi viral. It got a lot of, you know, attention and a lot of retweets. But i was essentially just said like this, this should show you, you know, like here, here is the evidence that this is something that is extremely, extremely controversial. But also these people didn't even have the decency to kind of to literally shout out Don Shirley at the Oscar that they were winning. He is no matter how I want you to think about it. And there were people who were arguing with me about it, saying like he wasn't the the kind of, you know, focal character within the story. It was about Tony Lip. That Tony Lip would not be a story if he did not have a connection with Don Shirley. So I'm sorry if the way that I see well, who is the focal point, who is the reason for the season is him. And he was not acknowledged only by the person who played him. And he was—he had to win an award to get on stage to then be able to say that because if he didn't win, there would be no mention of this man's name the entire night. And y'all was sweep, y'all was winning shit. So I had to check my bias because I would not support that film, and I still won't. My girlfriend keeps telling me, "Why don't we just watch it? Why don't we just watch it?" And there's so many people who have seen it and just you know have been able to try to you know take them take. Take out the controversy and just See the film I've heard definitely a lot of mixed reviews I've heard a lot of people like it, a lot of people don't Obviously it must be some somewhat Quality because of the performance that are Being awarded or This could be just the opinions of the people who um, Voted for it but when it comes to the leaving, leaving Neverland story, I did think it was parts on there that they were extremely sensationalized. I did think the angle that they took was extremely interesting. The fact that they didn't put their names up on there it was just a weird take on a documentary. The fact they had these very long shots of just them telling the stories. And then they really tried to give you this very graphic depiction of what it was like to be with Michael Jackson. And it was very unsettling. Um, I think it was very unsettling because it was just uh, you had to sit there and imagine those things. Had to truly imagine those things. So for me, I noticed a true contradiction that occurred within the ether, within black Twitter, within conversations with people, because people were not going to watch this. They were not going to support this. They were not going to lift this thing up. And it wasn't about lifting it up. It wasn't about supporting it. It was more so about listening in, getting the facts, just as we did when it came to R. Kelly, just as it did when it came to, you know, you put Controversy aside, when it came to the Green Book and you still went and seen it, regardless of the controversy around it. But when it came to this, you allowed your morals to lead you and have you abstain from watching whatever this thing is. But I think there is a that's a contradiction. And because that contradiction is there, it showed me that there is a gray area when it comes to this quote unquote cancel culture. There is where I found the gray. There it is right there. Just looking gray, in a million in more than 50 shades. You feel me? It was that that told me that, OK, maybe I need to rethink how I think about this. And then also another conversation that I have with my girl about and she's really inspired. She truly inspired this um, episode. Um, it was something that she, you know, that she came out and it was jokingly saying like Amanda Seal saying, you know, gave us a list. If you still if you fit in these things, you're, you know, you're supporting, you know, this whole whatever, whatever. These people should be canceled and you shouldn't support them for whatever reason. And she was like, damn, she talking. feel like she's talking about me because I haven't I've been able to separate the artist from the artist when it comes to certain things um, or just in general. I personally believe that is a take that we should consider. Um but I think when the, I noticed the contradiction, I had to really look at myself and really understand exactly why I felt the way I felt because I was already contradicting myself. When it came to Bill Cosby, for instance, I can justify and I can find some just I can find some justification to why I would still obviously watch the Cosby show, watch different world, but still call Bill Cosby trash for all the things he did to all those women. Way back then and most recently. I can say both of those things and be fine with those things, but in that same breath with that same without actually not even keeping the same energy. What I've done is I don't support R. Kelly at all. I don't I don't want to listen to his music anymore. I don't want to do any of those things. I just don't. I don't feel like it's right. It doesn't feel good. It's hard for me to make 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 up a justification for it, especially because he had very sexually driven and sexual content within his work. And he's also in this whole thing. But more about those examples and kind of just these different approaches that I found within reading this Vox article by Constance. that I feel like kind of put this thing in perspective for me. But then you have, you know, additional people who have been, quote unquote, canceled at moments or still kind of are in there weird phase of being canceled you know most recently with Daniel Caesar who literally asked to be canceled I think that was more so a reaction to what the culture is now when you do something bad or do something that people dislike they know that that's a topic that it's going to be talked about They know that's a buzz where it's going to be used to talk about you and to criticize your actions I think what he did was pretty much you know pretty very stupid Um, I don't think he should ever try to come to the offense of someone like yes Jules I think it's Idiotic. I think it should not have happened. I think he should not have gotten drunk and got on his phone and said those things through his teeth. I believe it's just not the way you should have really did that. But to each his own. Um, You see, she has yet to come and defend him publicly, which tells you a lot about the person that she is, because you can do a whole lot of things. You can ask everybody, should you wear a shirt that say nigga on it? You can go on a podcast and call out a lot of people's names, but you cannot publicly take Come in the defense of someone who was trying to come in the defense of you with a take and with a opinion, with a stance that was extremely ignorant, out of touch and very, very, uh, very, um, very coddling of whites. You know, and I'm not a person who believes in coddling white people for any reason, not in our modern day that we live in. Not with the internet and the Googles that we have, not with the history books that are still there and live and telling the truth, not with the people who can literally give us stories about how some white man who looks just like your grandfather probably beat them upside the head, but I'm going to get off my soapbox and continue. Then you have people like Kanye West, who is still on probation with uh, most of the culture. He's still in that real weird gray area cancellation phase, trying to, you know, appease the people by giving us, you know, Sunday services clips and giving full blown, you know, choir, piano, everybody coordinated and dressed in white. You got North, you know, what I'm saying, dancing in the grass, a little offbeat, but she doing it, you know. But yet the the crime itself is something that's crazy. But I know a lot of people who are conflicted about still they still love the music. They still got a jam. They state the music is connected to them and have gotten them through a lot of great moments or they've been so um, they've built up these in, interesting memories from these different things. Chris Brown is also another example of somebody who was, you know, canceled and done. all these things were kind of, you know. Done to them. And I think what's interesting Who still have always kind of been in this real weird space of where he is. Obviously, people are still supporting him, but also in the same breath, he's still kind of in a weird space. People kind of, you know, not off his ass. Rightfully so. I think I'm one of those people who still sees him as a person who still needs to do a lot of work to truly gain full redemption. Um, Because if, you know, because I think that's just how it works. I think that's just how it is. Um, I think it's unfair, but I think the world is unfair. (laughs) I don't have a lot of money and I still got to work and do all these things. You have a lot of money. You have a lot of fans. But but for me, I don't have to sit here and protect and prove my my morality and prove that I'm a good person every day. Why would you? You kind of do. And I think that's that's something that you're going to forever have to deal with. And that's just Chris. But to be fair. Let's just oppose because I think what's happened a lot is a lot of people want to just oppose the situation of how black people are treated when it comes to these specific things and how white people who white men who have done a lot of similar things or sometimes even worse have been treated as well Uh, because they feel that there's not the same, you know, vitriol treated when it comes to them. And I would would beg to differ in certain areas. And I also think that within our realm of influence, it may not be spoken about, Um, like within your area and within your communities and things like that. They just may not be talking about Harvey Weinstein that much. You know R. Kelly. You know Michael Jackson. So we know these individuals. We know these people. We don't know Elvis. We don't really know Woody Allen. He kind of went away once he got his girl, once he, you know, groomed his his now wife to the point to where she is. He's old as hell. Elvis is dead to the bed, and it just it is what it is. But to go through them very quickly because I I really feel like it's to me I don't believe in presenting this kind of counter argument or this counter just this kind of counter just position of from a racial standpoint because I can care less. I really care about what I care about. I care about the people around me and they're affected more from. The people who they've already built some type of connections with, then individuals like Harvey Weinstein and Elvis Presley. and I mean, I, I don't listen to Elvis. So me canceling Elvis is pointless. You can't cancel someone that you are never supported in the first place. I've always thought Elvis was trash I'm from Tennessee. I understand Graceland and all that jazz, but I also understand that he stole shit, you know, from Big Mama Thornton, from Chuck Berry. He stole the whole genre of rock and roll from other people so you can have whatever opinions you have about him when it comes to what he did from you know marrying a 14 year old which contextually that was happening a lot so many people were doing that was it wrong then wherever the law what 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 were the laws then obviously those things we have to put into context and that's why i believe morality is subjective because these were a part of the laws. These were, could have been whatever, whatever these all these things could have been within the confines of the law to make it seem as if this is correct and right. And that's what makes this thing sticky and weird. And also, I believe the legacies of people are going to be lifted up and built up and maintained by the people. That's why I feel that we have to come together and understand and have a stance and have an approach. And that's why I'm presenting this perspective that hopefully helps you guys kind of work your Work these philosophical questions And these You know these kind of psychological and social Whatever political questions about You know how you feel And connection to the art that you listen to But then you have you know Folks like Harvey Weinstein who's like Essentially probably committed so many different heinous things of coercion to rape, to sexual assault. He probably done a lot of different things that he's being accused of. It's also a documentary being made about him that's going to expose a lot of these things. But I think the interesting thing is that. They. We have to choose those things. We have to choose. Are will you still support those things right along as when it comes to R. Kelly and Bill Cosby and, and, and um, Michael Jackson and all these different things? We have to answer those things for ourselves. Then you have people like Trump, who isn't an artist, but more about that later. Then you have people like Brian Singer, who is, you know, kind of under fire now, who, you know, directed Bohemian Rhapsody, who is has several allegations around him but he's still able to thrive now understand that the element of race and the power dynamics of race never die no matter what the situation is if a white man does it, trust me he is going to be good as good until he's not until he loses that power, until he loses some type of influence, it has to be something that weakens him to actually start to affect him, I think that's Visibly shown in everyday's world that we live in, James Gunn. I think is an interesting, interesting part of how people have been able to separate the person from the art. So many people were glad to be to hear the news that he his him directing Guardians of the Galaxy, Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy film, the third installment of the film. They were elated. The Internet was lit. They loved that James Gunn was back. And I think it was an interesting take because I remember I remember when all this went down and there was this split kind of 50 50, which I believe usually happens when people are getting canceled. It's always kind of like a 50 50. Um, But the fact that there is 50 percent of people who will not support you could affect you a lot But I think that it's interesting that I did not really see that same amount when it came to him coming back. People who just, you know, felt like it was wrong. It was wrong. But I think for me, I think I got the notion, or I got the kind of inkling that they probably never really looked for anybody. And I believe Hollywood Reporter actually said that they got insider knowledge that they really never looked to replace him. Um, What he was accused of was kind of having these jokes that were, you know, about pedophilia and about raping children. And it was just very bad jokes that were in poor taste. And he lost his job for those things. Um, And if anything is crazy enough, got another job in the meantime of waiting for that job to come back. So he's literally going to be directing Suicide Squad and um, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is oddly enough, some type of twin film. But um, I think it's, Interesting take. And I think we have to I present you with these things and then I present you with a solution to some of these things. But these are approaches that I came up with just quoting from quoting from, you know, the Vox article. And there's three approaches you can approach art in one of these three ways or maybe a variety of these ways, depending on what the situation is. Pick your two, you know, pick your points. And this is we're talking about something that's great. One is take the artist in, take the artist with their work. You have people like Amy Hungerford, a writer. She wrote an article in the Chronicle called "On Not Reading," and there was a certain that she she pulled off a certain elements from the excerpts from that article, and essentially summarized what she was saying by saying that you know there's elements of a person there are elements of an artist that can come through his art i think this is a good example of a person like r kelly where it's hard for me it's hard for me to not separate him because it's this connection it seems like you are ready age ain't nothing but a number you know you remind me of my jeep what's all that about we don't know but because she she points to the fact that we must take in certain people we must take in everything that they that comes with them um because their art literally is spewing out of them she she you know she references to i believe david wallace's work where he was a profound misogynist and you've seen it within his work on how he depicted women that his misogyny came through his work and it was a you could make a direct connection that this is part of what his mindset is. His, there is no separation because his work isn't separated from him. His ideals are going through the page and through the work um, to still be sh- to still show you this sense of what it is. Um, I think you see this a lot with, you know, works of feminism, works of, you know, very far right, uh, different kind of, you know, works that are, you know, spewing out these different things, such, such as um, things as Birth of the Nation. It's hard for me to kind of separate that the people who made Birth of a Nation were racist. It's hard for me to just take it as a very, you know, this is artistic, but this is what we've done already as a culture. This is what we've done. People still study these things. They haven't canceled this. They haven't deemed this thing to be a very ugly and nasty thing, because why? During that time. Everyone consumed this very thing. It was acceptable and they seen it as a film. That was a green book for them. The birth of a nation. And I think it had a lot to do with the position of where black people were at that time. But yet still, they separated the two. They didn't really take them together in that same way. Second, second approach is postmodernists believe that artist that the artist wasn't just separate, but dead. Once they created their artwork and this was, you know, she took in excerpts from uh, Roland Barthes who wrote the death of an Arthur*? And I believe the cool part about what he was saying was that once you created this very thing, it was nothing about you within it. This was all a separate entity all outside of who you are. This work should be taken in solely without even a thought of who you are and what you bring to whatever this thing is. And I think there's an interesting take to have. Um, I think it's one that I I just I would have never thought of. (laughs) I don't think I would have ever thought of like approaching it that way. But I think it's deep and I would like to read an excerpt for you. And Barth's position says Hayes and Brady is that there's no specific meaning there is no truth. There's nothing to understand. The role of the reader and the role of the text are as co-creators of meaning. So it's almost like you give the words life. The, the 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 art is the art. You consume these things, especially when it comes to, you know, books and works of art. And then. Constance adds her point to this. She was like, it's a slippery and complex argument, which means it can be applied in a different ways to to works of art by predatory creators. On the one hand, we could argue that if the author is dead, then so is the actor. And whatever Depp may or may not have done in his private life has nothing to do with his performance in Edward Scissorhands. That argument isn't far too far off from the way that the critics would have thought about the film. I think it's an interesting take. Then third and lastly, you have taking the emotion of the creation, that's all. What does it make you feel? And T.S. Eliot wrote about this within, or wrote somewhat towards this in the Fictions of Autonomy. And I think there's this interesting take, and this, this uh, kind of interesting take on like, what, it, what did it make you feel? Take that in and make that judgment. It's not somewhat excluding or killing the artists themselves, but judge based off of what you experience by consuming the art itself. That's what she says. Um, And she kind of, you know, I'll go back to what some of her words to kind of say that from T.S. Eliot's own words are great poetry was when the poet managed to eradicate all traces of the individual self from the poem he was writing. Um, and then Swift explains, uh, that just as this was an idea for the poet, it was also a way for readers to evaluate the poem at hand, not by looking for the traces of the author's life and not looking for what the author might have intended, but instead seeing it as a self contained self referential and separate from the world. So it's almost like you're taking in this piece, as literally a microcosm of just whatever it is, just this is I'm reading a poem right now. I'm reading a book right now. I'm reading. I'm watching a movie. I'm, I'm taking in this artwork. Whoever made this artwork to truly, if anything, an added critique on that is I should not see you. I should I should be evaluating what I, what's in front of me. I should evaluate what was created, not what you are. Those are the takes. That is what you have. Take it as you want. All I can do is just present it. And I think those are perspectives that we can we can truly kind of build on. But these are my solutions, right? Um, These are my solutions that. Well, I guess solutions are new perspectives. We should never idolize anyone. Hold everyone to a very human standard. And that standard is one that is subjective. It's based off of what you do, so there is no real good way to kind of approach it. But I think if we already have that made up in our minds that that's exactly what we're going to do, then that is exactly what we're going to do. Just is what it is. Uh, Leave room for mistakes, but don't be a fool. I think we should certainly. I think I've seen so often with people who have done things and they're excused and they're excused and they're excused, and they really never get. Um, the certain kind of, you know, consequence, they never really face consequences because we make room for them, we make too much room for them. Some people you lose room when you start fucking up repeatedly because it's, it's, this is what you want to do now. This is who you are now. So we need to judge you accordingly and, and chastise you accordingly, I believe. So leave room for sure for people who have just fell short, didn't know, whatever, whatever. Uh, but then they can't keep fucking up. That's how I feel. Um, Redemption is earned in changed behavior. The more severe the act, the stronger the degree of changes. You kill someone, you can't just not kill people. You may have to, you know, truly put some time in to show that you are not going to do this again. If you if you're raping individuals, you have to literally lean into the support of those individuals who. And I don't know how you're going to get into that I don't know if they will even welcome you But you, that's the, thats how hard it's going to be You've done this heinous, very wrong-ass thing That's just what you got to do You know what I'm saying? You said if you were racist I don't know how the hell you can come back from being racist But there's, you know, several people I've seen on in the news now Coming out from, you know, after the New Zealand attacks Talking about, you know, the How violent, how rhetoric And hateful rhetoric or whistle-blowing And, dog, I mean, dog-whistling it's truly kind of creating this vibe, this vibe and this energy and this negative energy and this negative hate within the world. That's truly making people want to hurt individuals and people who are quote unquote, former Nazis or, you know, KKK or whatever are coming out to say that this is exactly right. And this is exactly what this is. Cause we did those things. We wanted to manipulate and influence um, people to start to think that way. And I think it's just, it's is crazy. I think it's, unneeded and i don't think that's where we need to be at all ever and ever and lastly we cannot align um support supporters with the accused artist you still are a person who supports them that's who they are we can't we can't put them all together we just can't because i just don't believe it's gonna i don't believe we can do that forever I don't I do believe that there is going to come a point to where it's just, we either we're going to contradict ourselves or there's going to be somebody you just can't throw away. We see this a lot with people who have family and and you know their family still believes in these people and still supports these different things. Supports these the the artwork or the art specifically of these people. They don't want to support the individual per, per se, but they want to still support the art. They might not ever go to another concert, do whatever. But they still want to be able to play. I believe I can fly. They still want to be able, you know, believe, you know, believe in, you know, Michael Jackson and do this and still play his music. and some, Because and you can't support him, obviously, <laughs> but still play his music and feel guilt free. And that's really what everyone wants to feel. They don't want to feel guilty for art that they consume call it a selfish thing, but i think this is something that we are already presenting within the world this is something we've already created within the world and doesn't need to change possibly but i don't think it can just because morality is subjective i'm gonna keep saying that um we can't tell people how to feel we just really can't we can't make people we can't change how people felt about something and this is what T.S. Eliot wrote on as well saying that i can't direct I can't make your emotions shift. Once you felt something, once the emotion occurs, when you have read a poem, when you've consumed a piece of work, that doesn't go away. It's there. You love it. You can't unlove it. That's how it works. That's how life works. Um, I believe the vitriol, the whole vitriol of, you know. Of. Let's point it in the right direction. Let's. Pointed towards the politicians, the public figures and private predators, you know, folks like Ed Buck and individuals like Trump, politicians that have done fucked up shit, rapists and etc. Within the community, we have to do those things. I've said it when shit came out, when R. Kelly came out and got an interesting narrative about what he's been doing for the past few decades. It showed me that. W- somewhat the people are at fault the community is at fault because we allowed these things to happen not only in our homes with family members but also with this man right here within the community we allowed him to do this to women within the community um or just have this predatory nature within the community without condemning him doing something about that because he was an artist because he was an artist but more than anything because these artists are the ones who are getting took into task usually getting judged either within death or or while they're still breathing we must do the same with the people who are doing that thing right now in your family no matter who they are if they're supporting everybody they need to go they need to go down they need to be need to start to taste whatever that consequence is of the fucked up shit they done that's just what it is um And I'll close with this, is that you can, you know, you can check out all the links of all this. But I just say to everyone, just, you know, check out that article. I think it's one that is brilliant. I think it's one that is really wraps everything up into a nice, great kind of bow. And I just wanted to provide perspective to everyone. But this is what I feel. Um, People. People aren't connected with the work more than they are the artists. People are connected to the work more than they are the artists. I think that's just what it is. Um, We inflate the significance through our own subjective lenses that add new layers. That weren't that were unintended to relate to the art. And even when artists deny our subjective analysis, we still hold on to our opinions more than the artist's intentions with their work. Separation is the essence of the creation, even in the case of a painter's painted reflection. It will still involve a hundred, hundreds of interpretations. So the fact that everyone can't even agree that they're still seeing the same image and feeling the same way from that image is, to me, proof enough that this is a stance that we have to kind of come together and think about. And I think something that we, Continuously kind of create a conversation around on how we should handle these specific moments. I do believe we should corral together and condemn these people for the fucked up shit those people do what those people do. But when it comes to their art themselves, it's here. It's there. And I don't I think it's all on you. I think you, you take one of those approaches that I gave you. Gave, take one of those three approaches. Is he dead when he when he when he created this? This is our approach that you kind of have to justify whatever it is. And allow and also another thing. And I'll close on this. If people do not like you for those things, I'm telling you that you still should accept people because you're going to come to those things. If you can't convince, if you don't want to debate, if you don't want to do none of those things, you can't present a different perspective on why you feel that this thing is wrong or whatever, whatever. It's fine. It's going to be cool. Different views are going to be forever within the world. People have different religions. People have different just political affiliations, all these different things. And that's going to forever be present. But we still have to be able to be civil with each other. We still have to be able to live with each other. We still have to be able to go and do these things with each other. I say to you, do not align yourself with people who you feel like you want to. If that really is something that bears down to you and truly affects the way that you want to approach these certain things, create the in, create the relationships that you want to create and make them make sense for you. It's all you really can do. But. Um, I'll close on that and um, I'll, I'll have all the links and everything to for you guys to kind of continue some reading. I've got I got you on some intellectuals right here on the last week of March. You know what I'm saying? Um, got you on some intellectuals. You feel me? Continue to support by um, leaving me a review for Apple, at Apple podcast. Reviews are truly what push and elevate and amplify exactly what I do. Even more than that is you sharing it on your page, leaving a review, but also sharing it on your page, letting all your followers. Let me let them know that what you consume this day and what you're going to continue to keep on supporting. Make sure you subscribe. Follow me everywhere. at Kings underscore memoirs. Follow the podcast page on Facebook at Simply King podcast. Um, the Simply King podcast. Follow the IG page at Simply King pod. You can um, continuously, continuously, continuously support simply by just sharing and subscribing I truly truly appreciate it And talk back to me Go and go to my uh, lifeisking.com uh, website To check out other things that I've worked on Other things I've done Other episodes that I've collaborated with Other podcasts and other creators with Get into some of that content You know what I'm saying Some new, some new things are going to come that way too So make sure you already know and bookmark that site um, Love y'all Love y'all Love y'all I appreciate y'all I appreciate the support I've been getting this year I really have a lot of great things I want to get done this year, and I hope you're there with me. This is the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans Simply Being Humans. I'm Rodney Perry, and this is Simply King. Peace.